Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hello and welcome back to another preseason edition of Supercoach Edge. As always, I'm joined by Liam, and we're here to bring you the second week's worth of themed episodes which centers around a lot of tall, lanky dinosaurs. Oh, and a hodl, as it's Ruck Week, Liam. Excited to talk about Rucks, because I think uh, we might get to talk about a return to a, a tried and true favorite. Uh, yes. But uh, if you did miss out on one of the first three episodes from last week's Ford Week, where we did run the magnifying glass over the most notable primos, the most notable bid prices and value options, and of course the rookies, uh, in the forward line as options, you can go back and take a watch um, on YouTube or listen via the podcast. But before we kick off, uh, I'll just quickly run through our socials. So on YouTube, you can simply search Supercoach Edge. You'll find us there. Don't forget to subscribe to be notified of when our content does drop from week to week and uh, midweek as well with each of these mm. uh, themed weeks. On Twitter, you'll find us at, at supercoach underscore edge, Damon at, at demoj88, myself at, at Liam Evans underscore 95. And if you search Supercoach Edge on Facebook and Instagram, you'll find us there. Yes, yeah, so that comma you were talking about, Liam, did it happen to uh, be the old Sandilands uh, Dean Cox combo? Oh, yes. Yeah, that's what yeah. I was thinking. Going yeah, right that was back. that was one of my favorites back in, uh, mm. geez, that would have been when I was back in high school, which is, I can't even count the number of years I've been out of high school, but uh it's just getting further and further away. But uh, of course, in today's episode, we figured that uh, I guess given that we aren't overawed with an array of options in terms of primos, mid prices and rookies, we figured we'd combine them into one tiny episode. So is it another season of set and forget and a return of the ever popular combo, Liam, that uh, is otherwise known as Gaundy? Mm. Mm, you'll have to wait and see. Let's kick off with some Ruck Primos. So Ooh. first up, it is none other than the, is he the most expensive player 
in Super uh, Patriots? Is, is that Bond? No, that's Bond. That's Bond. But yeah, he's, okay. he's the most expensive it's in the most expensive in the rock. rock. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Like set you back to the two seven hundred and fifteen point one k. That is a good question, Damon. Mm. Uh, it is, of course, Tim Breakfast English. Tim English <laughs> Breakfast English. I can't say it twice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the Englishman. It is him. Yes. He had a 2023 average of 128 uh, and uh, doesn't have the extra bias. That is a handy thing to know. So the old English breakfast had his best season to date with a career high average of 128, which did include 20 scores of 100 plus and 15 scores that were 120 plus. So absolutely insane from him. Equally as impressive though, English played the entire season's worth of 23 games. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? Not me. Something Hmm. he has only done twice now across his seven years in the system. So obviously at the price of 715.1K, the big question is, is Tim English worth spending up for? Hmm. So. Is the price right, Liam? Is the price right? Is it? Is it? Is it? The price is wrong, bitch. <laughs> well, I guess you would mean. I mean, I was in an owner last year, so I watched on from the sidelines with absolute envy. Um, but his ruck work okay. did mean that he finished as the fourth best ruckman in terms of hit outs to advantage behind only Wits, O'Brien, and Sean Darcy in 2023, which did uh, help him make up a sizable total of his super coach scoring. Um, also highlighting his stranglehold on the number one ruck spot at the Bulldogs. He attended 76.8% of contests, of ruck contests that is, which is the third highest behind only Wits and McInerney. Finally relishing the freedom, the absolute freedom he could get Mm -hmm. as the number one ruck for the first time in his career following the retirement of Steph Martin at the end of 2022, who he largely was sharing that ruck time with. On top of that, we got the departure of Jordan Sweet, who obviously went over to Port, which means there will be even more reliance on Tim English than ever before. Despite um, his high ruck attendances as well, he still managed to drift forward and kick a few goals, 16 Mm. in fact, with the uh, next best ruck of any ruck who had over 70% ruck time being McInerney, who did kick nine, and Marshall as well, who kicked eight. It is this forward craft that also helps contribute to his very large average of 128. Obviously, um, there's a few concerns, but uh, in terms of him playing, it is uh, to do with his modified training program, which he had been on. He's now gone into full contract training. It was precautionary, um, comes from his sister of head knocks and I think it was migraine related. So I think yeah. it was a little bit uh, of a precaution um, just to make sure that he was not put at risk uh, yeah. before he needs to be. Um, he did also have a clash, I think, during the preseason at training, which uh, I think made them somewhat concerned for him. Uh, they did also say, I mean, he's obviously back in full training now, but they also said that if it, uh, if it was round one tomorrow or today or uh, mm. whenever it was, he'd be fit and ready to go. So it's not, it was just purely precautionary. So um, Damon, I am going to jump into my verdict now, mm. but I, for me personally, there is some recency bias. Uh, I missed out on Tim English last year, <laughs> which means I am cautious not to start him this year. I don't think I will. Yeah. I say now, but mm. uh, I but don't now, think I can yeah. at 715K. I think he can down. Dropping the average, potentially maybe if, you know, a lob 
takes more of the ruck contests. I don't really see the benefit of that though for the dogs. So I, I think you'll probably end up being the top scoring top scoring ruck of twenty twenty four. The question though is how you, I guess, justify the money you're going to be spending up to get him in at seven fifteen k. I guess that that's my biggest concern. Yeah, I totally agree. Like just on that point there, like. I guess all the stuff that you run through, like there's so many positives to take away from that. Like oh. all of that combined probably suggests that he could go close to maintaining, you know, that similar average that he had in 2023 going into 2024. However, like what you've just said there, like how do you justify spending that amount of money on one player, even though like, again, he's not the most expensive player in Supercoach overall, but chance of him maintaining his average and him not, at least having one down game, which then, you know, throws his three game rolling average into a downward spiral. You know, I guess there's a chance that that's going to happen. I think it's inevitable happens in pretty much every player season. Um, and you gotta be pretty unique for it not to happen. So that I think, and then when I line it up against the other options that we have in the ruck line, when it comes to, you know, I guess pure value, and I'm not a massive fan of paying, top dollar. It doesn't matter where the player is lining up in what position. I'm not a massive mm. fan of it just because of that high price point. Um, it's so hard for them to maintain it. And they need to like in the three, the first three game rolling average, they need to maintain that average in order to hold their price. But even so, I think you kind of hit the nail on the head. Expectations are he probably should be the highest averaging ruck come the end of the season. Um, and if you were to start with him, the benefit is that you don't have to try and find the money all the trade to try and bring him in. So I can see both sides of the coin. Uh, but for me, I just think there's better value, especially this year. Uh, we've kind of, um, we've given away the secret, uh, the secret sauce in the, uh, the intro as to, as to why, but uh, yeah, we'll get into it mm. in a bit more detail shortly. I'm sure. Yeah. I think that's the thing. It's hard to see like 128. He has one poor score to start the season, not even a poor score, but like a score of a hundred, and yeah. it's going to make it harder and harder for him to maintain that price tag. It just comes down to whether you think, I mean, I don't think there's any doubt that he'll be in the top three rucks by the end of the season, assuming mm -hmm. that there's no injury. If he remains fit, I can't imagine he doesn't sit there. But, yeah, I don't know. 715.1K is a lot of money on one player um, mm -hmm. who is inevitably probably going to drop in price. But, I mean, I just had a quick look. His last five games for... 2023 he still went in at an average of 127.8 so it's not even like he it's like you know pretty much bang on yeah. that that average and his first five games he didn't score below 134 it, it took him until round seven when he faced hawthorne for him to score 90 um Jeez. that was his yeah. first time that he dropped below 130 and then he plus scored a 124 the next week against the giants and then round nine 88 against carlton and then I mean, yeah, we all know who went after that. But, yeah, so that that's, I don't know, that's the only thing that you got to consider. But let's chat about some other players. Um, yep. I think the verdict is almost that he's expensive. Um, yeah. So you kind of got to back to that in. The, the price tag's the big the big difficulty there. The one thing I just will, will uh, kind of put a bit of a bow on for English is look at his fixture as well. With all the players we talk about, I think obviously looking at the fixture this year is even more important because of buys and whatnot. Yeah. But just the first two games for the Doggies, pretty tough matchups uh, for English. He's got uh, Maxi Gorn in round one, and then he's got 
uh, Wits, Gold Coast in round two. Um, so chances are of him going gangbusters against both of those quality opponents. Probably more chance of him having a little bit of a downer by his standards, maybe close to a 110, um, maybe 100. Uh, and that's all we need really across both of those games. And his price is going to plummet. But um, I remember just as well, like just, just quickly, uh, when you had the chance of trading him in, Liam, or you know, did you ever have the chance of trading him in? Because I do know I was lucky I brought him in uh, when I think it was Shrek, uh, Hodor, Darcy went down mm. and um, good opportunity to bring him in and went gangbusters. But there were people that were hesitant to do so because of English's, I guess, bad durability. And the fact that he's only played a full season twice across his seven-year career, mm. the odds in his favor or against him for him to – it's like it's kind of hard, isn't it? Like, But this this kind of scares me when he's had the migraine-related issues. Yeah. And he's got a history of them. that scares me a little bit, yeah. And like we've seen in the past, the Bulldogs have been really cautious with him. If he does get a head knock and a concussion, it's not the – what is it? The, is it 10 days normally? The – yeah, 10, 12? 10 or 12 or something, like whatever yeah. it is. Normally it's like yeah. he's a week generally, he's yeah. the next game, and then you play the week after. They seem to want to give him more than that. So he normally misses instead of one game, yeah. he'll miss two games. Um, so I think that's one thing to consider um with him. Uh also talking about your his his tough run. Mm. I've done a little bit of an analysis over a couple of the guys, not all of the guys we're gonna talk about. Um on the difficulty of their run compared to others. Ah, so yep. um, essentially I've looked at it until it's probably a fair way into the season until round 15, um, just because that was sort of meant that everyone's had their their second buy by then um, or the, the main buys are done. Uh, basically what I've done is I've just looked at each team. I've categorized them based off their the, the difficulty in scoring against that Ruck team in 2020 three mm-hmm. so like he faces melbourne melbourne is the second one of the oh is about the fourth hardest team to score against um yeah. then gold coast they're the hardest team to score against or were last yeah. year west coast were the easiest so i've kind of gone through and categorized it based off that yep and he basically comes out he's got probably the third hardest of the main guys that we were going to talk about i i don't want to go into it too much because it's a bit complicated um yep. to probably talk through but he essentially has one of the tougher draws, draws. Um, yep. for a Ruckman. He plays four games against the three hardest teams to score against for Rucks in the yeah, first well, 15 okay. games. Um, mm. And then plays two games against the next, the, the top sort of six. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's, yeah, probably a tough draw for him. I mean, you've got to also consider that he obviously is a good Ruck as well. So he's going to score better yeah. than others. Um but it just would lower his average probably slightly. Yeah, that's 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 a good point. I like that as well, that analysis, because it it helps kind of if you're on the fence, decide do you start with the player or potentially use them as a bit of a, you know, an upgrade target, you know, at you know, their first mm. buy, for example, um, or second, or you know, depending on how many buys they have. Yeah, so yeah, it's probably a good uh, good thing to delve into. So that is a fair point. But uh, shall we move on to the yes, next option? And it is Rowan Marshall, and he's priced at six thirty nine point one k, and his twenty twenty three average was one fourteen point three. In terms of his extra buy, he doesn't have one, thankfully. Uh, so that is a tick for him. So Marshall, as we all know, was a popular pick in twenty twenty three. He started at the juicy price of five oh six point five k. 
as a solo ruck following the retirement, of course, of Paddy Ryder, which gave him the outright number one ruck mantle. Relish the freedom, of course, and he posted that career-high average of 114.3. And uh, I guess, you know, being no direct competition mm. really does suggest that, um, you know, he's, he's going to be potentially taking his game to the next level, maybe. The other thing to mention with him is that he attended the fifth most ruck contest in the competition with 74.9, which I guess underlines the fact that uh, that reliance on him as the number one ruck uh, with little chop out, really. However, at his inflated price point in 2024, there really isn't much more upside, I guess. Um, you could say you virtually pay for what you get, but what you get is someone who in 24 games mm. scored 100 plus in 20 games and 120 plus in 10 games. So I guess just segueing into the verdict for me, I can see the appeal, but again, not for me personally, as uh, let's just say there's another bearded guy we were about to speak about uh, that I think could rival Marshall's average at roughly mm. 56K less. So um, I do like him. I think he's reliable. He's a, you know, a very reliable option, as you can see there. Um, high floor, high ceiling, especially with those 120 plus games. Um, yeah. But for me... Yeah, I think I think the ruck line anyway for me is where you should be chasing the most value that's on offer across both positions uh, compared to other lines, um, which where I guess isn't as obvious. So I'm kind of yeah keeping uh, keeping up a sleeve for now. But what about you, Liam? Any uh, any additional thoughts mm. to that? On Marshall, uh, he, I I see the I can see why there's appeal. I don't see the appeal personally though. Like mm. I, I see, I understand why people are interested. I just don't, I'm not interested. I think you're talking what quick math, 76 K. Yep. Cheaper than English. Um, mm. uh, I'd almost want to pay the 76 K Yeah, and just bank English. If I'm going to do that, like there's a difference. I know we're obviously going to talk about someone who's got a beard um, who is <laughs> 56 K less. Yes, yeah. I, I have no clue who you're talking about. Is it you, um, Liam? It, yes, it's it's clearly me. I am worth <laughs> I am worth sub six hundred k on yeah. uh, as a rock, and you're uh, worth every dollar. I might add exactly. As well. I am and cent. high value, uh, <laughs> high value pick. No, yeah, I think there's a difference there. I just don't think the fifty seventy six k. If I was gonna do that, I'd actually rather just go for English because I think yeah. you're getting Marshall at probably his prime. Like you're paying, sorry, not prime, but his his peak peak, uh, in terms of his price. Like I don't see him going on an absolute tear that's going to get him much higher than 639k. Yeah, I'd rather I'd rather look at someone else. So let's let's move on. Kieran Briggs, the Briglet, 608. Can you imagine 608k? (laughs) 608.8k. Seriously, I remember. I don't even know what he was. I can't remember what his price was when I got him in last year. I think he was, was uh, 200 and something, I think, from memory. Yeah, it was, it was yeah, crazy. Ridiculous. And that's, you yeah. know what, that's set my price expectation and I will not be spending 600 and 400 extra K on Briglet, no matter what he scores. He is purely <laughs> a 200 K ruck now. Uh, yeah, exactly. He did have an average of 108.9. Uh, he does have the extra buy playing for the Giants. And uh, he did have a massive breakout season in 2023 after he won the ruck mantle over Matt Flynn from round 10 onwards and absolute revelation for those that brought Briglet in as he went on a 
tear to make mm. nearly 320k as a playing cash cow. From 17 games, he did score 100 plus 11 times, underlining his uh, dominance. But with just four scores above 120, he uh, seems to have a it's a bit of a ceiling compared to others out there. Could he increase his average with a full season ahead of him as the number one ruck? Maybe. Maybe. Mm, uh, maybe. In terms of verdict for me, though, no. Nah. I just don't think you're not getting value out of him again. The next guy we're going to yeah. talk about uh, is uh, 23, 25K cheaper mm. and has more upside. Yeah. Like again, I think he it's it's a bit like Marshall. Like I, I can't see him. Like if he increases his average, I don't imagine it's going to be much. No. So I don't think there's the value there. I think you're really paying for him at his peak. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like this next bloke we're about to talk about, who's uh, you, Liam? Because uh, yes. it's a beard one. But um, yeah, just the fact that this next guy's got a history mm. of surpassing. You know, not not just meeting English's average of last year, but even surpassing it. So Briggs, we don't have that data set historically in his game because it was his first breakout you know, year, really. Um, so we don't know if he has it in him, if he's capable of replicating the season that he just had first and foremost, but also taking it to another level. Um, so that's where the sort of the data comes into, um, I guess, importance uh, there. So yeah, I'm hundred percent the same as well. Uh, he's, you know, I will say he's still a definite option hundred percent, but in the interest of chasing value, which I spoke of before, it's not as obvious as this next guy who is Liam Maxi Gorn. 583.7K. 2023 average, pretty ordinary by his standards, but mm. there's reasons, Liam. There is reasons. And we all know it, of course. So let's, let's run through them. Let's break it down. So his 2023 average is 104.5. Mm-hmm. He does, unfortunately, have that extra buy due to playing mm-hmm. in round zero. But who gives an absolute stuff, Liam? Not me, not you. He should be started. So here's the reasons why. So, of course, 2023, just to sum it up, pretty much a roller coaster. So he started the season like a house on fire, scored 140 in the opening game, only to get injured five minutes into the next game against the Lions, which, of course, was the uh, the, the blackout game. Uh, with the lights just, just uh, the, the power just was cut. Um, and he copped a donut. So that obviously distorted his overall average. So if we discount that donut game from his average, his true average is actually 111.3. And mm. therefore he should have a 2024 starting price of around about 620K. So, I mean, his obvious value uh, to the tune of, what's that, 37 it's all right, 37K uh, or thereabouts, um, yeah. unders. So uh, incredible value there. And it was no secret having to share the ruck with Grundy after his return from injury took a hit to his scoring output. So from round 6 to 17, when he averaged just 49.3% time in the ruck, he averaged a score of 97.3, so even lower than his overall average. But then when we compare that to when he averaged 74.4% ruck time for the remaining nine games when Grundy was dropped, his average score skyrocketed to 125.2. So it should go without saying that with Grundy no longer at the Ds, the sky is once again the limit for old Maxi. And we even saw the impact of, uh, even before that, the season prior, Luke Jackson, the impact that he had on Gorn when Gorn only had 58% ruck attendance and his average dipped to 114.5 from 120.5 the season prior when he had 63% ruck time. And historically in seasons where he has averaged upwards of 63 
25% plus ruck time. He has finished with averages of 124.7 in 2018, 128.4 in 2019, 139.9 in 2020, and 120.8 mm. in 2021. So there's a fair stretch of uh, games and, I guess, yeah, overall seasons there where we know he can hit those heights that English hit last year and even surpassed. So as such, just to summarize, without Grundy or another genuine second ruck cramping his style, it wouldn't surprise to see him once again reclaim an average of upwards of 120 plus. Um, so quickly, verdict for me, all signs point to a Gorn bounce back without Grundy and he mm. comes at that nice discount too. So that's uh, he's just an absolute bonus. And uh goes without saying, I'm firmly on board. And I think 99.9% uh, .9 of the competition, I'm that confident, um, should be getting on him as well. Um, he's almost, almost uh, a lock and load as much as Grundy is. I think Grundy's probably a lock and load more, uh, only slightly. Um, but Gorn, incredible value. Liam, are you on or off? Are you, I'm just mm. waiting for you to turn around and be like, no, nah, he's not for me. No, nah, yeah, <laughs> I was going to do it just, just for that. the gags. Just for the gags. Like, oh, go on, you sure? Yeah, you no, sure? no, I agree pretty much with everything you say. Uh, the only concern I have with Gorn is his age, and that age. is 32 years. I guess that's the only concern I have, but even then I'm not that worried about it. I think he's one of the best options that we have. Um, I think... Like it comes down to the fact that 583.7K for Gorn versus 715K for English. There's yeah. a lot of stuff. There's a lot of money that I can spend in other ways um, upgrading my team. And I don't think it'll affect. No, I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to say it won't affect the points you get, but I'm just, I think the money I can use here from Gorn, the difference between Gorn and English with the money that I can then spend somewhere else, hopefully mm. balances out a little bit um, and means I can go for some of this more value somewhere else um, or higher value um, yep. rather than having to rely on like a, a mid pricer or, um, or a rookie or whatever it might be, you know? Yeah. And, Just, and it, that's a it thing. creates better balance of the team. Yeah. And the difference between English and Gorn, like the easiest way to look at it is like one, 131.4 K is the discount if you're going for Gorn over English and yeah. like that in perspective, I guess is like, if you need that extra coin to bring in another Primo that could potentially bring you in someone like an Andy Brayshaw off the back of exactly. Matt Crouch. Um, exactly. That, that's what team. I'm, that's, that's what I'm, that's what I'm thinking about there. Mm. And let's not think about the 104.5 versus the 128 point, whatever, mm. or 128, I think it was on the dot. Um, yep. you have to think of it, as you said, the true average of 111.3. So you're only looking at what, 17, less than 17 points difference in mm. average, um, across the year, which I think when you're looking at an Andy racial versus a Matt Crouch, it probably evens out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if you're then, but then the other thing is the chances of English, the chance of English maintaining a 715k price is low. So if, if he has yeah. one score of like 100 and start the season, he's going to start a downward spiral. And that cash that you've spent on him is pointless. Yeah. It's, it's always wasted cash in a sense. So, yeah, I mean, it comes down to there's a lot to consider with that and there's a lot mm. of what ifs and um, stuff there. But I just think that, yeah, Max Gorn is probably – as you said, we we're going to talk about Grundy, and we all know that he's a lock. Um, yeah. Gorn's probably lock number two. Um, they, the two of them, would be one and two on my list. Um, 
and English is probably third purely just of his price. If Yep. he was priced 100k cheaper, or Oh, not yeah. even 100k cheaper, if he was 50k cheaper, I'd 50k. be on top. Take the punt. I'd Yeah. 100% take English. Yep. Yeah, Um, 100%. but yeah. It's even the difference there. Like, we just broke it down in terms of, like, and this is kind of the, the level of analysis you need to go into with this. Cause, like, if you're looking at the surface, you're like, oh, 104.5 versus 128 or whatever it was for Yeah. English, you're like, oh, well, I'll go for the guy with a high average. But when you break it down in terms of, You know, why is a guy scoring as poorly as he is? Like, he's being impacted by a secondary ruckman in Grundy when he was only averaging 97.3. And then you compare it when Grundy wasn't there. And he's he's outputting those same scores that he had back in yesteryear when he didn't have a, a, a backup ruck uh, with an average score of 125.2 in nine games when Grundy wasn't there. So you got to kind of go go to that that those depths. But that's where we come in to help, Liam. But, uh, it's you know, it's good for that perspective. in breaking it down like that. And it does show the true value of guys like Gorn and whatnot. But speaking of which, before we get into um, the next uh, bracket, Yes. shall we, uh, I guess quickly, there's other primos as well, which we could mention, but um, let's just do it ever so briefly because there's a couple of guys here that people may say, oh, you haven't spoken about this guy. And we will just briefly. Um, so the first guy I'll, I'll touch on, I'll, I'll throw to uh, the next guy to you, Liam, but uh, Hodor, Hodor, Sean Darcy. So he's currently recovering from an injury um, from last year. And I guess off the back of that presents too much risk um, that in isolation, but then when you actually factor in his history of injuries um, and whatnot, and the fact that he, you know, he hasn't played a full season, I don't think in his seven years at senior level, like that there should fill you with, the least amount of confidence ever in not choosing him uh, as a starting Mm. pick. So uh, just leave it at that. I think with, with uh, Hodor, um, Shrek, um, and probably one to monitor, monitor, not just for him, but more so for Jackson, because if he doesn't start round one, it then brings into the equation, okay, well, maybe we start with Luke Jackson in our forward line. Um, so we might have to revisit this, but that's just a bit of a, a bit of a footnote for, uh, for Hodor. Yep, no, I agree. Um, I think of, just, just I guess for context as well, I think the guys that we've spoken about, I know we've said no, or we, we both have sort of not been on a couple of the guys we've spoken about, but I think when we talk about players, there's a reason, like when we don't talk about players, it's probably because we, it's not worth talking about them as well. Yeah. Yeah. We don't want to waste Um, your time listening yeah, and exactly. watching <laughs> what we're compiling. Exactly. I mean, we could, we could literally go through every player that would play ruck and uh, Yeah. that would, It's that a would short take a long list time. virtually, isn't it? Like a short Yeah, list essentially. of guys that Yep. we like who you could choose, but Yep. we want to highlight like and put a spotlight on the big ones that, uh, that we're a big Exactly. hands on. Exactly. Um, and so the next guy that we will quickly just chat about is Ivan Soldo or Van Soldo at uh, priced at 485.5K. He does present potential value uh, knowing that he did have a three-game sample size where he was the number one ruck, uh, obviously when Nank was injured, and he scored 126, 79, and 128. Uh, the problem, though, for him is that we really don't know who will be Port's outright number one ruck, uh, considering, uh, you know, could it be sweet? 
If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Could Sweet mm. also be a number two ruck that affects Soldo's um, scoring? Could Finlayson, what about Vicentini? There's like, yeah. I don't yep. know. What a really, I don't know. I, feel, I have to say Jordan Sweet, I feel really bad for that man. No, it was well. It's, it kind of makes sense leaving. Like he's never going to get a gig uh, no, behind not English. A, not English, and he's probably thought to himself, "Oh, which is the one club where I can kind of put my hand up and be a candidate to be the number one ruck at?" And he was traded in there first, wasn't he? And like he's probably I don't spoken know if he to was was he or was port. he? I remember he was like was like was he's he going late? to port, he's going to port, and it was oh, like, there's yeah, whispers. I think yeah. yeah, yeah, and then all of a sudden they picked up Soldo, and I was like, "What? What? What? What, what about Sweet?" Yeah, he's probably thinking, I talking to his manager, like, what him. the hell? You're blindsided. <laughs> oh, poor guy. Poor yeah. guy. But yeah, Sweet I think that's, that's probably the key issue. Ports, Ruck, I don't even know what to call it. And they, Ports, they haven't they haven't really had, them. like, a a favoured Ruck, mm. like, for a long while, have they? No, because even, like, I mean, Lysette was, like, perpetually injured. Yeah. Um, and then when he wasn't injured, they kind of just threw different options around, like, Finlayson is... is the second rock, like yeah, and Hayes, like the other like you had Hayes, you have Visatini, um, yeah. they had Treacle, Treacle, yeah, yeah. sorry, yep, um, like yeah, I don't know, strange, 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 mm. strange, but uh, let's move on then. Let's move on yep. to uh, the next sec- section, and these are value and mid price options that are in the rocks, so uh, obviously aren't classified as your primos, uh, based off their price. So we'll kick off with from uh, West Coast now, Matt Flynn, 491.8K. Uh, he averaged 88 in 2023 and does not have mm. the extra buy as a West Coast player now. Yes. Uh, so he started his 2023 as the number one ruck choice for the Giants, but soon fell out of favour. Dropped after round nine and didn't play another game with Briggs impressing the Briglet. He yeah. now finds himself 
on the other side of the country at the Eagles, seeking yeah. a greater opportunity. But even in his nine games as the outright ruck, he only really averaged 88 from uh, an average attendance at the ruck, at ruck contests of 67%. Yeah. Likewise, in 2022 and on 2021, he averaged 84.3 and 87 respectively, which doesn't really scream pick me, especially at a price point that is close to 500k in 2024 and especially when we talk about the next guy on the list who is mm. basically 9.1 9.9k cheaper yeah and uh yeah we'll get there uh <laughs> he uh he also uh finds himself with solid competition for the number one mantle with uh bailey j williams improving massively across the course of 2023 so flynn may yet again, find himself as the backup option. I think from what I've heard of their training, their match sim ports, sorry, West Coast match sim, he looks like he'll be their favoured ruck. But I guess the question will just be whether he, um, that, that that's season long. Mm. It could be a case of right now he is, but, you know. Yeah, in a like of, at the Giants he was. Exactly, exactly. Start the season. Um, so in terms of verdict for me, he is – risky option considering there's not necessarily the assured role for him. Um, mm. I'd be watching his preseason before I jump on him, but even then, I mean, he could be dropped or have his role switched, you know, become the second ruck mid season. I think yeah. there's too much risk. And if you're going to go for a pod, I think at this price, there's better lower priced options or I'd rather jump up, you know, spend the extra 90 K and get a Gorn. No, I'm, I'm exactly the same. He's just not worth the hassle. And I think any ruck candidate for whether it be, you know, R1 or R2, that still has question marks over whether they're, you know, the outright number one ruck. Yes. Isn't really worth consideration for your side because you don't want to be, you know, finding, uh, you know, at any point in the season, oh, wait a second, my, you know, starting ruck choice, is he's being dropped or he's going to be played forward uh, predominantly and, you know, say Bailey J. Williams comes in as the preferred ruck choice and, mm. um you know, Flynn's a, a, a forward ruck. Um, yeah, wouldn't wouldn't want that. But, yeah, is what it is. No. But it's uh, kind of self-explanatory, isn't it? Well, let's move on to uh, probably no secrets as to who this next bloke is. Um, no, let's just give it away. It's Brady Grundy. Uh, it's 481.9K. Uh, 2023 average, just 86.2. And he does have the extra buy. Um playing now for the Swans. Ooh. So we all know, as we spoke about uh, when we had a chat about Gorn earlier, the Gaundy experiment at the D's was an ultra failure, given he now finds himself wearing Swans colours in 2024. But looking back on 2023, his struggles stemmed from the fact that the D's were forced to try and use him more as a, I guess, a first choice key position forward and a yeah. relief ruck second. You know, a role that he was never really familiar with, um, didn't really play it at the, uh, the Pies. And with his lack of forward craft, you know, that really exposed him majorly. As such, he was admitted from the side after round 17 and only played one more game thereafter. And for those 17 games that he did play, he shared the ruck in 13 of them for an average of just 75.2. However, for the four games that he played as the outright ruck when mm. Gorn was injured, he reminded us of his quality with scores of 74, 143, 144, and 128 for an average of 122.3. And across his journey at the Pies, when he was not injured or having to share the ruck with Cox or Cameron, he managed 130.5 in 2018 as the number one highest supercoach score overall, 130 in 2019 as the number one highest supercoach score overall again, and 120.6 in 2020 as the sixth highest score overall. 
So this almost is the mirrored ideal scenario uh, that he's stepping into at the Swans with no backup ruck to share the load with and a quality midfield featuring the likes of Goulden, Parker, Warner Mills, and now ex-teammate Adams to feed the ball to. So in terms of value, he hasn't started this cheap either since 2016 when he was priced at 488.8K. So is there anything more to say other than lock and load, Liam? No. Literally what I have written here is lock and load. It's as simple as that. <laughs> no, he was too good to pass up. That's all yeah. I have to say. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we, we all know what he can produce. And it's it kind of, again, like is it mirrors Gorn because – we all saw how well Gorn scored when Grundy wasn't on the side. And then we saw how well Grundy scored when Gorn wasn't on the side. So mm. there's enough there of a data set to be like, all right, for both of these blokes, they should, on expectation, absolutely smash it and recapture the same, you know, high average that they've had in years gone. So, um, you know, I think getting get the old super coach edge patented crystal ball out. Ooh. I reckon both of these boys can at least minimum average 115. And I reckon they're going to be pushing upwards of 120 plus. If if they're fit, if they're fit. That's, yeah, that's, of course. I mean, that's the if caveat. they get injured or something, we can't control that. Yeah. Like we can't factor that in. No, I, I'm probably not as bold as that. I think that the two of them will be top three to five rucks options. But I think that the value that you're going to get out of those two versus an English is worth the extra. It was worth not paying up for English. Yeah. Like I just did the maths. Those two, starting those two, you're spending one point one, just over a million bucks, one point zero six five. When you just consider the fact that English is then basically seven hundred and fifty. Like you know what I mean? Like to get yeah. To, to find the value of those two and then get someone else, like you're looking at a player that is, so let me just yeah. do the math, 715.1. You'd have to find a player that's 350.5K to then yeah. sit with English and then average the same for yeah. the price point. You know what I mean? Like I just don't yeah. think you're going to necessarily find that. Like I don't even know who's priced. You're not going to find, yeah, you're not going to find that quality <laughs> that's going to have that projected output. Because like looking at it here, Grundy. so I'm just going to have a quick look at the players. In the rock, yeah. There's there's um, virtually no one. I reckon, like in terms of guys that we've got listed down here, like Cherry is like maybe the only are, guy, but they're yeah. they're too expensive. Four hundred and seven. Like Nick Bryan is three seventy one for the Dons. Like yeah. I wouldn't want him. Um, Mason Cox is three fifty four point nine. Like that's the level of player you're getting at three fifty k in the ruck. Um yeah. It's a massive yeah. drop off. Darcy Fort two seventy two. Ned Moyle, yeah. if he happens yeah. to play, 193, and then it's Toby yeah. Conway at 180. So you're really not going to find a player at that three. Like that, that's what I'm just trying to point out. Is yeah, that combined total the, and the combined yeah. average, yeah, of both um, players, yeah. Is that I just don't know whether you're going to get the same value. Um, yeah. But, yeah, anyway, that's yeah. each each throne. You do you. But exactly, Grand, you do. Grand you is uh, uh, lock and load, lock and load, do it. Get him in. Yep. Double double barrel, just like shh. we got we got the Gorn, is it? we got the Grundy combined. Exactly, they are the Gorndy. <laughs> it's like Captain Planet. Yes. <laughs> Wind, water, heart, go, go Gondi. By your powers combined, I am Captain Gondi. Captain Gondi, he's the hero. 
These two don't need any intro. The power is yours. And it's Captain Gordy as well. Oh, because you exactly. The on one and the Captain C on exactly. the other. Um, <laughs> is there also going got? on? Like, yeah, is there anything pointing out talking about anyone else? Like, yeah, it's it's true. There's there's a couple of guys here. There's a guy who will probably we'll, we'll skim through just ever so quickly. I think. Yes, I think so. Uh, next guy I've got on the list here is Tom and DeConning, uh, 411.8k ruck for uh, the Blues, Damon, as you would know. Mm-hmm. Uh, 73.7 was his average in 2023, and does play in round zero, so has the extra buy. TDK played 19 games over 2023, but managed just three tons. Um, however, this is the most he has had in a single season. So, you know, a bit of a silver lining there. Uh, the issue with him <laughs> is that he rarely plays as the outright ruck, having shared ruck duties in 13 of his 19 games. And of those he played outright, it was due to Pitnet being injured for a vast majority. As number one ruck, he does show a slight uptick in average with it lifting what, about 15 points to mm. so 88.8. I think, though, that, I mean, I assume, Damon, I'll, I'll defer to you here, but uh, mm. I do see that you've written down that you do think that TDK is uh, the first choice key position forward. Yep. And then using him as a second choice ruck relief for rotation. So really it's pitting mm. it as the preferred ruck, number one ruck. Um, yep. with TDK more as the, the ruck relief. Um, so unless Pitnet is injured, I don't think P- TDK really holds much appeal. That's that's nail on the head there, Liam. Um, verdicts? Uh, yeah. I, yeah, I think it's, it's pretty, pretty, pretty straightforward. I think if there was a case where Pitnet did get injured and TDK played the majority of the season, mm. I reckon, yeah, he could probably, as you said there, you know, lift his average a bit higher up. But again, it's not going to be in the ballpark of a keeper. So um, he's just not worth considering, unfortunately. Um, and again, he's, he's probably a first choice forward compared to an outright Ruckman, even though I'd much prefer to see uh, TDK in the Ruck because he's got, he's kind of like the new age Ruckman, but mm. he's just working on some, uh, some of the deficiencies he has around the ground um, where he could be used a bit more. So until I see that, uh, yeah, he's not on the radar for me, but uh, maybe, maybe, uh, years to come, but uh, not at the moment. Mm, I agree. I think you'll see a natural probably uptick in his scoring just based off yeah. sort of the age, like just him getting, him maturing. So you'll see a natural slight uptick. I just don't think it'll be enough to make it worth it. And I'll obviously defer to your knowledge around him here. Um, but I agree um, with what you're saying. I also think he's awkwardly priced for 11K, yeah. not a natural... Uh, sorry, not not necessarily as a number one ruck. Um, I'd probably prefer to either spend an extra seventy k and get mm. Grundy, or go for the next guy on the list. But I don't not sold yeah. on that guy. But if I was having to flip a coin between these two, if you said Liam, you have to choose one of these two players, um, <laughs> probably the next guy would be yep. my preferred yep. choice. Yeah, well, that's a bit of a segue into this next guy. So let's mm. chat about him. It is Tristan uh, Cherry or Xeri, uh, the X-Man. Uh, he's priced at 407.4K. His average for 2023 was 72.9 and doesn't have the extra buy. But I think we need to preface this with the fact that Cherry did have surgery in recent days to insert a plate into his face, as you do, uh, after he copped a blow at training. Real X-Man. 
Yeah, it is. Um, his return to full contact training will really, I guess, depend on his recovery. So he should be right to play come round one, but will be iffy for the practice matches and obviously puts a dent in his preseason uh, preparation. Mm. So not ideal. Uh, does go into 2024 as North's genuine number one ruck, of course, with Goldstein off to your mob at uh, the Dons. In 2023, he only played two games as outright ruck without Grundy. Uh, sorry, Grundy. He's in my mind. Without Goldie in round 17 mm. and 18, where he scored 102 and 75. So it's a small sample size, but uh, I guess it just doesn't really provide too much of an insight, unfortunately. And from the other six games that he played, discounting his injury affected round one, he largely shared the ruck with Goldstein and ad- averaged 74 does come with a big risk uh, with his durability. And if he doesn't come off as a pick, you'll be left stranded with him and no genuine primo to really trade him up to as you'll need close to 180 odd to trade him to Gorn, for example. And that same applies to declining and any other ruck around this range. So I guess the other side of that coin, if you wanted to look at it, is if you're willing to take the risk, it does free up that cash amount to spread across the rest of your team. So it is high risk, high reward for those that like to live dangerously. But um, yeah, I think it's it's too much of a risk um, compared to the reward, which uh, we might chat about just quickly. But uh, the big knock on his game, um, lastly, aside from durability, is his lack of contested work around the ground, where he took eight marks across the last eight games of the season with three of those games having taken zero and another three games, only one mark. Reminds me a lot of um, Nick Nat as a big deficiency in his game. Didn't really take too many marks around the ground. As a big man, you need to provide an option and he doesn't, unfortunately. Unlike, I guess, English, um, who's virtually like an extra midfielder, like a wingman, um, just racks up the pill at will. Uh, He just doesn't, unfortunately, at this stage in his career, um, the X-man. So, a bit of a deficiency mm. there. Probably puts a cap on his scoring output. But uh, Liam, did you want to go into your verdict? Yeah, look, I don't think there's much more to add to what you say. Yeah. I think he's probably he's probably a player that has that opportunity to really step up um, and become a option just be, by natural fact of his age profile, the role as number one ruck, you know. Yeah. Goldstein gone um, of this. He's probably, I'm going to say something and I'm going to regret saying it. I think of the more, he's of, of the pod options in the rack. So mm. those players are probably outside English, Gorn and Grundy. He's probably one of the better ones. Yeah. Um, In terms of value for price, but I don't think he's a good pick. So I'm not yeah. saying that I think you should pick him. I'm just saying that if you're going to pick a pod, if you're really hell-bent on picking a ruck mm-hmm. pod, maybe go for him. Um, I think, though, his price is the biggest concern, like you said, if he fails. And yeah. as a pod, it's going to hurt you doubly. You'll have to find quick cash to upgrade him because you're not going to get much value. Like, mm-hmm. you're not going to get anything by downgrading him. I think he's probably more one to consider into the future, like a TDK. Um, yeah. But, yeah, at this price point, I'm not sure. Um, I also think personally, I always think that a rock pod at the start of the season is a real risk because mm. it just has you has a big chance of you falling behind. Um, I yep. think you're better off starting with a tried and true option. If it is English, pay up, Gorn or Grundy, um, and make your pod moves in other areas of the ground, I think. Yeah. Well, just talking about that risk as well, we only need to look back to last year to this same bloke 
who there's a lot of people actually switched at the last minute when they mm. saw that uh, that he was named as the number one ruck and Goldie was like the backup. He actually went down injured in the first game, 19 minutes in, scored 35, was on track for actually a really good game, um, mm. unfortunately, for those people that picked him. But for those people that did, we're stuck with him because his price was 393.2. And a lot of those people wouldn't have had, you know, 100K, 150K left in the kit to then upgrade him to a genuine, you know, primo. So that, again, is the risk that you take here uh, for this year. And it's just ironic that it's it's him yet again and it happened to him last year. But um, mm. you, that, again, was high risk, high reward. And it probably would have come off uh, because at that point, 19 minutes in, scored 35 or whatever. Um, looked pretty good, but just didn't uh, didn't come off. So that there is the, uh, the big risk. Um, but I think yeah, outside of that, as you said, like in terms of value, um, he's probably the one guy to look at. Anyone that, that takes over the mantle of number one ruck outright, yeah. um, you've got to look at. Like we spoke about, Grundy taking over from Gorn, scored well. Soldo, when he took over from Nan Curvis, uh, when he was injured, scored well. But the only difference here is I think that those two guys have experience at senior level. Cherry doesn't, unfortunately. He's been in the game for mm. four seasons, but only played 33 games. So, uh, doesn't yet have that same level of experience to and have expected higher. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. So development-wise, probably another season like you mentioned, maybe a season or two, and uh, could be a genuine, genuine option. But yeah, I don't think at this stage there's just too much risk. Yeah. But yeah, I wouldn't advocate for him. I think he's a season or two off, um, yeah. probably being a genuine choice. Now let's move on to some Ruck Rookies. Always fun to chat about. And first up, we've got Toby Conway from the Cats, 180K on the dot. Obviously a Ruckman, uh, 20-23 average of 46 just from the one game and does not have the extra buy to contend with. So tall Toby, as we will are, uh, we will we will from now be known. <laughs> As opposed to short Toby, which is Toby yeah. Green, uh, was given a fleeting taste of senior footy for the Cats in 2023. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> <laughs> we're going to get them confused. Yeah, we uh, will. Play. Even though they play in different teams completely, different states. Different teams, different states. <laughs> yeah, different, different colours. Yeah. Uh, anyway, to- tall Toby. He is. Uh, he got, got the one chance to play. Granted him 51% ruck time in that game to show what he can do. And he produced 46 points from 68% time on ground and 24 hitouts. He played that last home and away game of the season. It wasn't a massive standout game from Conway, but I mean, he was on debut. So let's, let's, let's cut him some slack. Yeah. He, uh, as, as a ruckman as well, he yeah. does have big wraps on him. And with Segler now retired and Stanley close to following suit, it leaves Conway as the next genuine option coming through the ranks and the cats surely will want to blood him. So I would expect him to play some games in 2024 at 180k. Given the opportunity to play on a frequent basis, he will be a very nice cash cow option to consider for your R3. Please do not have him at R2. No. And please, if most certainly do not have him at R1. Mm. I don't even know how you would do it, but do not do it. <laughs> That's just, that is beyond like, psychosis that he's just yeah in a different realm that i don't one. even know how you could do it no you wouldn't you can't even have jordan stuck. sweet jordan oh no you can have jordan sweet 158k conway r1 jordan sweet r2 and uh a non-playing player is your r3 you're you're swaying me now lim instead of going for the gaundy combo i might go with the uh yeah the con, I mean, do you the know how much cash you'll have left over but yeah. the question the same as just gone but the question yeah. the same as grundy yeah not not gaundy it's going to be the 
Sweet con. Ooh, it's going to be the sweet, sweet con combo. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it would be a sweet con, wouldn't it? It would be, yeah. Uh, anyway, in terms of verdict for Conway, uh, if he starts as, uh, uh, starts the in round one, chuck him into R3. Do it. Yeah. Love it. Love, love the pick. Yeah. Nah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm quite keen at the moment. Um, obviously, mm. one to watch across the preseason, and, and if picked for round one, well, it's going to be hard to say no, and probably uh, speak to the confidence that the cats have in him if he is selected. But uh, we'll wait and see. We'll wait yeah. and see. Much like this next guy um, who we spoke of uh, could form that formidable combo of the sweet con uh, in Jordan Sweet. Uh, he's priced at one fifty eight point seven k. His average doesn't have one for 2023 because he didn't play a game, of course. Not surprising. English didn't miss a game. So no opening there for Sweetie. Um, doesn't have the extra buy. But yeah, we're very surprised he didn't play any games in 2023, however, because such was the dominance of, um, I guess, in the, the VFL, he, he actually performed quite well and uh, would have otherwise been rewarded if he was at another team with an average of 43.1 mm. hitouts per game. Um, so obviously stuck behind English. No surprise, he sought greener pastures. I say greener in inverted commas if you're listening to us via the podcast, um, via a trade to Port Adelaide, because as we spoke of earlier, we don't even know if he's going to play. But uh, hopefully, fingers crossed for him, for his sake, that he does get some game time. Um, but with only 11 senior games to his name, there isn't much of a sample size to work with, with an average of 58.6 from 70% ruck time from five games in his first season, followed by an average of 71 from 60% ruck time from six games. Uh, so in terms of his quality, um, we don't really know as yet. But in those games where he was the number one ruck with over 70% ruck time in his second season, he was able to score solidly with scores including 98, 76, 74, and 108. But with Port Adelaide also recruiting Ivan Soldo, uh, who we spoke of, and talk around him being their first ruck choice potentially, old sweetie boy could once again be pushed into the backup role. But nonetheless, at his lowly price point, he could be a worthy consideration as a R3 investment, depending on his opportunity and role, of course. So definitely a wait and see at that price point. Um, so quickly for me, verdict, again, unsure he's going to fit. We spoke about it earlier. Finlayson, is he going to be the you know predominant ruck? Are they going to be going to play a ruck? Mm-hmm. Uh, Vicentini, who knows? Um so we don't even know if Sweet's going to get the first crack at number one mantle. If not, is he even going to play? Is he going to come in and play, you know, as a forward with pinch hitting in the ruck? Um, but aside of all that, I guess when you factor in his price and his primary purpose as a cash cow, I don't mind bringing him in or starting with him rather, even if he's not selected in round one. Hopeful that he comes in and plays. Say if Conway isn't selected for the Cats, none of these other cheap guys are. Um, I wouldn't mind starting with him on the off chance that he does get some opportunity down the track. So one to watch, I think. Yeah, I agree. Have to watch him over the preseason. If the role's there, even if he even if he gets the second ruck spot, mm. maybe worth it as a R3, as a cash cow. Yeah. Like he's pretty cheap. Yeah, cheap enough. If he is second ruck though, I think it's just the concern becomes, does he get dropped? Like does yeah. he maintain that spot? I don't know. That's my only concern with him. Um, look, uh, I'd wait and see once they're closer to the start of the season to see what his role actually looks like. Um, mm. But could even be one. I mean, I maybe ideally Conway starts the season, gets us through, and then we can downgrade to a Jordan Sweet. Maybe yeah, a couple of price rises in Conway. Yeah. Soldo gets injured or gets dropped mm. or whatever it might be, and they, they throw in Sweet. I don't know. 
um, would be ideal. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Or, That's or the reverse could also yeah. be ideal. But yeah. Mm. Um I don't know. It's hard to say without really any form or any any real idea of what the team's gonna look like. Yeah, yep, spot on. But um, I do like it. Well that's pretty much a a bow on this episode, Liam, and, and probably a little bit of a, a nice uh chance to segue, of course, the next episode, which kind of is what you were just touching on there in terms of strategy, uh, starting with certain guys in R3, um, yep. maybe getting a, a price rise or two out of, say, a Conway and then downgrading to Sweet, vice versa. Or do you go for a, a Gorn D combo? Or do you go for, you know, a Gorn plus an English? But um, I guess, yeah, that and the fact that R3, the higher purpose around that um, compared to seasons gone, we'll touch on all that. But uh, yeah. That's pretty much that for this episode. But uh, of course, Liam, uh, if there are any notable rucks that you would like us to touch on that we may have missed, please comment below uh, if you're watching us on YouTube, of course, and we'll touch on them in a special episode later in the preseason or reach out to us via socials and uh, we'll run through them in a special episode called Frequently Asked Players. But Liam, where can people reach out to us across socials? They can find us. On YouTube, if just search Supercoach Edge, and if you are listening to us via the podcast, why not? Why not go to YouTube, click yeah. on search Supercoach Edge, find our channel, and watch this video. Yeah, and then you can there's see fun. you can fun see us. Exactly, there's yeah. fun to be had. There's but there's, there's graphics, there's stats, there's everything that we've kind of built in as well uh, this year, which makes it a little bit easier. Uh, all courtesy, of course, to DFS Australia who. We we literally just are on our knees every time we mention. Um, I'm actually on my knees at the moment, um, talking about DFS Australia mm. because they're incredible, absolutely incredible. So um, yeah, it's all thanks to them. But you're right, Liam. There's uh, there's visual gags, there's visual treats when you're gobbling yeah, you can down see us. Um, a triple chili pie, all that sort of Did stuff. Do that again. Can we do that again? Oh uh, well, yes, yes. Can we, we make can. it another? Can we make it another? I don't know. We'll do another challenge. Yeah, I, I don't know uh, about the the triple chili pie because that tore why? my insides to shreds. I probably should have had half of the pie, but it I was really the most pain. That pie. I as did I. The the, the taste buds <laughs> really enjoyed it. Going in was wasn't the problem. It was it was uh it was the the exit uh, oh, yeah, point. Okay. It was the it was let's call it the fire exit, Liam, because that's what, <laughs> that's what it became. That's what it became. But yes. Uh, anyway, so that was YouTube. That's where you can find us on YouTube. <laughs> on Twitter, you can find us at, at supercoach underscore edge. You'll find David at, at demoj88, myself at, at Liam Evans underscore 95. And if you search supercoach edge on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok, I'm going to say, you can mm-hmm. uh, find yep. us there. That's it. Memes galore on TikTok as well. Memes um, but thanks, as always, for tuning in and uh, tune in to our next episode mm. coming up which is, of course, the Ruck strategy. So strap yourselves in for that, and uh, we'll do it all again. We'll see you then. Cheers. See you, guys. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 